Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. So hello, welcome to Mercy Explains It All. I am Marissa Mendez. And this is I am maybe Joy. And we were just talking about my mother and how I've banned her from the pod as well as my father. I, I mean, I basically just told them like you don't want to hear me talking about fucking. So, but they don't see listen. it all over your Instagram. Yeah, they do, and that's fine. It's but it's one thing to see; it's another thing to to hear the whole story. You know, you can get a glimpse, but you don't need to hear the whole dick. You know what I'm saying? Um, we are here talking about the coronavirus as we are sitting here, or we're sitting here preparing to record. Many, many developments have occurred. In the last five minutes, the NBA has suspended its season. Um, Rudy Somebody from the Utah Jazz has tested positive for the coronavirus, hence the season suspension. Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, have tested positive for the coronavirus all the way down under in Australia on vacation. Just about every single college in the United States has officially sent everyone home and are doing online classes for the rest of the semester. And all flights to, out of Europe to the United States yeah. have been suspended for the next 30 days, excluding the United Kingdom. But that's probably going to change within, like, the next couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, specifically regarding my mother, we were discussing how, because I just called my mom as I was sitting here. I wanted to just see if she had um, heard of the latest developments. Also, because I wanted to ask her why she didn't go out to dinner with the rest of my family to celebrate Parker's life. Because today is three years since we lost that little man. And, um... She did not go out out of fears of coronavirus, but at the same time, she was like, are you worried? It's nothing to worry about. I'm like, what? What? And then I forget her husband is a closet Trump supporter, which she refuses to admit to me, even to the point where this fucking woman, I swear, she is comedy. A couple weeks ago, she was like, oh, yeah, Ray's out of the house. I was like, oh, what's Ray doing? Because Ray's retired. Oh, you know, a friend of his is a super hard Trump supporter, so he went to the rally to support his friend, because Trump had a rally in New Jersey. I was like, Mom, do I look like I'm fucking retarded? Like, your husband went to the Trump rally. He didn't go support his friend. Like, friend Donald Trump? (laughs) (laughs) So I have a stepfather who supports Trump, while he has a stepdaughter who works... In, you know, in rap music and dates black men, which I'm sure he hates. And he has a actual daughter who is a lesbian. So <laughs> how about that for a Republican? It honestly brings me joy every day to think about that, that he has to like, and he's really open-minded about the both of us. He's never a dick to me. He's su- super supportive of his daughter as well. So I know, but he has these secret beliefs. And so again, to further continue, because still, so then I was, you know, saying that to my mom, I'm like, you know, because literally my tone has changed in the last 15 minutes because Joyce came I over. I love this story. <laughs> like, fuck this coronavirus bullshit. And I'm like... I went grocery shopping today. What did I buy for my prepared to be quarantined thing? Which it was not for that. I was just hungry. I bought Cheetos in the shape of paws. Those <laughs> ones are the best. Those are my new favorite. Yeah, they were have inspired they by Joyce. Existed? Yes, like since, since, since I was a child. Bruh, why have I never had them until like last week? They're so You good. just discovered these? Yeah, I bought like By the way, bags. Joyce brought them over last week, which is what reminded me about them, and I bought them this week. So then I had just opened the bag, took a few, and then offered them to Joyce because I was like, I honestly bought them for us today. And fucking Joyce was like, you're sick, no. And I was, I've never Marissa's been. Marissa's <laughs> literally out here sneezing and coughing. And I have not sneezed one time since since Joyce has been here. I have not sneezed at all. She's a sniffling. I sniffling, but I'm not and you sneezing. you can hear the sickness. You can. There we go! <laughs> but anywho, so 
my attitude when Joyce got here was, fuck this shit, bro. It's the fucking flu. We'll be fine. It's old people dying. And then I was like, because I saw a tweet that was like, everyone's making jokes. It's your grandparents that could be affected. And I was telling Joyce I was about to retweet it and say, well, all my grandparents are dead, so let's get these jokes off. But I thought that was a little insensitive. And so I was still laughing about it because I still think it's funny. And now, fast forward 20 minutes later, and all of these developments have just come along, as well as Joyce some spitting some game to me off air. And now I'm fucking worried about it. A little bit. Still not worried about myself, personally. And I quarantine enough, and I'm just like, eh, we'll be fine. Oh, I'm worried about my cat. Can cats get it? Actually, there was a dog in Hong Kong that tested positive for the coronavirus, and they think that they can be carriers of the virus. Well, Chi-Chi doesn't go anywhere, so hopefully she doesn't bring it to anyone. And um, so I call my mom, and I was like, you know, this is pretty bad. And first she said, you know, I'm trying to talk to her. I'm like, you know, it's fucking Trump. He fucking sucks. She's like, well, you know, it's the pharmaceutical company. I'm like, uh, controlled by who? The government. She's like, well, we live in a capitalist economy, unfortunately. I'm like, ma, what the fuck? And then, um... <laughs> sorry, sorry, Joyce. Um, <laughs> Joyce is ready to kill me and herself. And uh, I don't know. In a nutshell, my mom is trying not to place tr- blame on Trump at all. And then she's like, "Well, China knew about it for blah blah." I was like, "Mom, we're in America. We're talking about America. America has known about it since for the January. Past six weeks. Oh, no, bro. Was, I thought since January. No. Yeah, that's that's January. Oh yeah, that is that's quick math. So you're right. Yeah. Wow. No. Like, Go on. You spit knowledge because I don't know shit. You guys. Okay, I've been tweeting about the coronavirus for so long. Like, I've actually tried to refrain from talking about it too much because I knew that people would think that I'm crazy and think that I'm jumping to conclusions. But, like, you know, my family's from Hong Kong. I have people that live in Hong Kong that my mom communicates with daily. And, yo, this shit in China was, like, way crazier than we even know about, that we'll ever know about. And people have been getting sick. People have been dying. There's been way more deaths than China will ever put out. The doctor that first discovered it went fucking missing. The reporter that tried to warn everyone outside of Wuhan just in China that there was this thing that was killing people. And he was seeing that hospitals were full. And he was saying, like, look, there's something new that's emerging and it's killing people. And he was trying to spread the word. He went missing, fell dead. And so... We've had so much time to prepare for this and our like everybody's been trying to minimize like how big of a deal this is and like saying that <coughs> sorry. Y'all, Go on. Sorry. Marissa, I, I do need- not have the coronavirus. It's a wet cough. All of these memes have told me I was supposed to look out for a dry cough. I have post nasal drip. It is a wet cough. Go on. Anyway, <laughs> all I know is that this shit has been crazy. Our government has We should have closed our borders so long ago to prevent people from coming in. The fact that, like, we're even saying that we're just banning travel from everywhere from Europe except for the UK is so dumb because it's like people in the UK can also get the coronavirus and also come here. It takes one person to pass it to another person. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, Asian, have three... Well, no, I don't think they've they've had any reported cases of a black person, they said. I think there was one African person. No, they were in Africa, but they were a citizen of Germany. Huh. So, black people are immune to the coronavirus. Maybe. Hopefully. That, would be, that would be cool. I also found out they can't get lice. Somebody tweeted that the other yeah. day. They were like, oh, so so far black people can't get lice or the coronavirus yeah. or something. And then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, it makes a lot of sense. Their hair texture is very, very different. No, lice is bad. You ever had lice? No. And then I started thinking about lice. <laughs> and I don't know anybody that's ever had lice. But I do remember a scare at my babysitter's house. Why aren't you loving me? Love me! You're a bitch. It's my cat. Um, I did. I remember a scare at my babysitter's house, and we all had to wash our hair with the shampoo because someone like supposedly had it, but we were all fine. Yo, lice is crazy. When I was in third grade, I got lice like a couple times, and it was because this one girl. I actually feel bad about it now, but she had lice, and like her parents never did anything to like get rid of it. Because I don't think that, like, it takes a lot of work. Like, your mom has to, like, brush through your hair and, like, literally take out every single little egg and, like, see it with her eyeballs. Oh, that's what I was thinking about. And, like, comb it out. And so, like, my mom did that for me, like, twice to, like, get rid of it. But this one girl in my class, like, her parents didn't do shit for her. So, like, she kept giving it to me again. And it was so bad. I don't know how, like, that eventually got solved. In my, in my, I was in the shower the other day. I was thinking about this because I think I just read the tweet before I went in the shower. And then I started thinking about how... 
if that was the case and it was my daughter and she was cool and her dad was cool and I was like all right with it I was like I'd probably maybe just like shave her head and then like get her some fire ass rainbow wigs and shit so she can like just stunt and like lace fronts and yeah, like yeah. be cool as fucking yeah, school yeah, yeah. and then just let her hair grow back and just let her wear wigs and stuff for a little which is like I'm a little bit on like the age appropriateness of certain things, yeah, hoop yeah. earrings and wigs and stuff like that. But I think in a special occasion, it'd be like almost like a treat. Cause you know, cause I don't know. I was like literally putting such deep thought into this yeah. because it's like, I think my kid would be excited because she doesn't get to wear wigs regularly. And she's already being kind of shunned because she does have the license and, and look down upon. To, like, and now you get to fly. like be special and different in your class. And everyone's going to be like, Oh, your hair's so cool. You look like, Nicki Minaj or Cardi B or something. I think that would be really cool. But, like, again, still age-appropriate wigs. Like, it would just be straight what or something. What do you think about, like, age-appropriateness? This makes me think of specifically, what's her name? Um, oh, you've been off social. Kylie got her daughter little hoop name earrings. Yeah. And Stormy's like, one, I think, yeah. right? So that honestly bothered me. But then I had to reflect, like, why does that bother me? Because... You know, people will make comments like, well, if you think this is sexualizing her, then there's something wrong, wrong with you. you. And then I had to examine that. But I think I'm still, I don't think I fully, exa- I don't know where I lay on that. Okay. Where, do you, where are you? So I'm going to be honest with y'all. Like, throughout high school, I wore little booty shorts every single day. I always dress really cute and, like, super fly. But I used to wear way too much makeup. I used to wear the shortest of short things. Used to have my tits fucking hanging out, my bra showing, and I would wear five inch heels to school every single day. What? Yeah. And the whole time I was like, you know, if a teacher has a problem with this, you're fucking a pervert and you are disgusting. And I, I was like, I should be able to wear whatever. This sounds like who I would picture little Joyce to be. I was like, I can wear whatever I want. Like it, like the fact. I remember this one female teacher came up to me and I wrote a whole article about like slut shaming and like why like schools like have uniforms and stuff and like how like school dress codes like really discriminate against girls and like not guys and I'm like I personally don't believe in wearing leggings in public but I'm like people should be able to wear leggings in public like I wear leggings why does it matter like the fact that a guy teacher can get offended by it he's like gross but now that like I look back at it I'm like embarrassed by like everything that I wore not because I'm I still feel the same way. I still feel that, like, guy teachers are gross for looking at me that way. But I'm also, like, I wish somebody had, like, I would have not, like, if my mom tried to tell me, like, what I can and can't wear, I'd be like, fuck you. Like, nice. I'd be like, you can't tell me what to do because I'm my own person. But I also wish, that, like, someone had more gently, like, been like, Joyce, like, this might be a little bit much. Yeah. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with a young girl, but especially in that age range that you're in as well, because it's close enough to being of age and makes you very susceptible to predators. And But that goes into the slut walk, right, and about why we, we shouldn't have to police what we're wearing so that you men can behave. But I think there is layers to it. And to bring it back to what we were talking about with the age appropriateness, is that a word? Um, I, I honestly don't know where I fall with that. And I... I want to say I'm going to be the open-minded mom that kind of is like, you know, you can express yourself. I'm definitely going to allow her. I don't know. There's certain things I think that I think we read too into it. Like painting nails, I think, is a fun way for a child to express themselves. Yeah. I'm also dying of the fact that all these white girls nowadays are like, it's so cool that nail trends are a thing. Like, that we can experiment. I'm like, yo. Pete. Like, my, like, my white, like, two of my really close, because my, my three closest friends are, like, super sweet girls. They're, like, getting acrylics done now, and they're, like, this is so fun. Like, I'm so glad this is a thing in 2020. I'm, like, this has been a thing. Are you Y'all kidding are me? Y'all out with, like, yes, I'm, I'm not joking. So what did white people do with their fingers before, like? They painted them, but they didn't do acrylics, and they didn't do, like, the designs and stuff, like. So y'all didn't have, like, long nails in school? Like, a bunch of y'all? I haven't had, me and, like, my white friends, my black friends, my Spanish, my every friends have had acrylic nails since, like, I think seventh grade. I think Heather Ludlow did it first. Shout out to Heather. And then I think I did it after Heather. Like, so, yeah, we've been rocking this. And Heather's really white. Like, we're going to Backstreet Boys together in July. Like, she's white. Bro, I'm telling you, it's like hell. It's comedy to me to listen to them say. But that then shit. again, I I did live in a super 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 like, we're like New York's backyard. So, but I mean, you're in LA, so I don't know. That... Yeah, but these are like like 
super like they're like super white girls on like a super white white level. It's funny because you know what I'm talking about. After though? your you know I do though because at least Heather's with the shits. After your birthday, even Melissa was like, Joyce knows a lot of white people. <laughs> I was like, yeah, she does. She's so random. I love it. But yeah, shit was funny. Yeah, I mean, white people are behind on everything. I was just looking at a thread the other day of just more and more of this blackfishing shit. It's like... That is... No, like, it's crazy to me. It's crazy. And then this Kylie Jenner thing. We are so off on a tangent, but fuck it. Because we started with this uncoronavirus, and somehow we're about... <laughs> we're on the Kylie Jenner. Y'all don't need to care about <laughs> But fucking, like, Kylie Jenner's recent posts, they've been, like, putting them side by side to Beyonce lately, and it's literally, like, carbon copy scary. I mean... She b- disturbs me anyway because I just feel like I understand the self-esteem issues that she had as as a younger girl, like mm-hmm. and not looking anywhere near the caliber of her sister's look. And like, okay, you guys, like Kylie Jenner went to Sierra Canyon, which is in Calabasas. It's a private school. Like, I know the people that kind of go to that school. I went to a school. How do you kind of go to that school? How should you kind of go there? No, you said you know the people that kind of go to that oh. school. Oh, they I all know. the way to the club. Well, she kind of went to that school because she like did homeschool at that school. Okay. Um, but like honestly, like the school that I went to is like very similar, and it's just so funny to me that she went from like being literally a basic white girl to now being like a basic wannabe black girl. <laughs> like coming out of there is yeah. like insane. Yeah, like and and. And just, like, the way she dresses Stormy, like, she's her little black Barbie doll or something to it's just, weird. like, try it. But, like, then I have to also, ex- like, understand the fact that these, these children are half black That's as well. And, so and like it should, she should, they, like, it would be worse if she just raised Stormy as only a white Right. Girl. So I, I battle with my feelings toward it. Mm-hmm. But I think just, and, and me, I also try to be really open-minded on all sides. And I don't try to shame somebody if they're... Um, inspired by a certain culture. And I if think that's cool. Me I think too. it's really cool to be inspired and to like. And one thing that I did think was cool about Kylie and some of her sisters is that they were like, "Vote, go vote," and I was like, "Cool, you're like using your platform." Yeah, I mean, I honestly think that they do typically tend to use their platform for decent shit. You know, it's Kim. never to promote bad right. shit. Right, they're never promoting like super stupid shit and. Um, and Kim is really out here fighting for this stuff, and they're giving her a fucking hard time over it. And they've never been, like, like abusing drugs or abusing alcohol, and, you know, they're very sex positive, which is cool. Honestly, I really fucking like the Kardashians. They epitomize being famous for being famous, but that's fine, because... And they already, it's like, we've already reached that point. Right. With it. Yeah, move past the shit. Stop being angry and bitter about it. They've built an right. empire. They're really fucking good at it. You can say what you want about them, but something's kept them on top. It's not, you know, it's not nothing. Yo, but this bitch Kylie is really out I here literally, posting her feet this week. I literally thought you were about to say, yo, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I literally thought you were about to break into the Spice Girls right now, oh, which yeah, just, <laughs> which made no sense, but it, like, you gave the same exact yo that starts that song. I really thought we were just getting Spice Girls right now. Um, Yeah, she, like, broke a toe when she was Yeah, young. she was posting her feet and, like, her friends answering her phone as like a phone and I was like yo you can't steal my whole thing Kylie oh I mean <laughs> and she named each of her toes did uh, she really yeah and I'm like wow and she like she's funny she has like a cool personality yeah I mean they said I never watched her show but like reading I read like I'm like the queen of never listening to any music or shows but I'm able to write about all of it because I just know how to fucking read and I'll read all the comments around something I just don't want to I think the sensory of um the noise I just literally don't want to hear noise if I'm in a quiet house most of the time like I don't work with tv on I don't have music on anything um yeah and so like I'm you, the same way though really and like when I'm tasked for example to write first about like a uh, little baby put out a song and I get that as an article for double xl instead of listening to the song because I legitimately just don't it's not going to do anything for me I go to genius I get the lyrics I Google, not Google, I go on Twitter and I tweet, um, not tweet, I put in the search bar, little baby in the name of the song and I see what the consensus of people are saying and I go through that shit. <laughs> Especially because on Double X, I don't, I don't need it's an opinion, opinion and it's, it's just, just news, that. yeah. So if I had to like add an opinion on it, when I used to work for Flex, I'm not gonna lie, I still didn't do that. <laughs> and I just pretended that I just went with whatever people were mostly saying. I just kind of was like, this is such a great song or this song sucks. I would kind of just go in that or if I didn't like the person, but oh well. Um... I, I don't know how. What was my point? What were we talking about? Oh, 
Um, we were talking about Kylie. And yeah. And on her and the Kardashians. And before that, we were talking about kids dressing a certain way. Before oh, that, no, coronavirus. coronavirus. I don't really know how we got here. But but in conclusion, um, wash your hands. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know what? We should take it back to that. Because honestly, this is like a little serious at this point. Um, sorry, sorry, I can't stop that. Uh, can you give us tips on what, do you have any tips on how to stay safe out this bitch? I mean, one, take it seriously, even if our president isn't going to take it seriously, or now he is claiming to be. But also just, like, kind of have an awareness and be smart. Like, just because you haven't heard that, like, a lot of people are dying doesn't mean that a lot of people aren't dying. Mm -hmm. And also, for example, like, I was reading on Twitter how hard it is to actually get tests. And, like, for people that think that they either have it, that they've been exposed to it. There was this one woman who's in Seattle where there's a huge outbreak going on. And she's like, yo, like, I work with the elderly. I have signs of respiratory problems. And I think that I have the coronavirus. So I called the CDC. I called urgent care. I tried to get tested. And everybody basically was like, boo-hoo, like, go fuck yourself. Really? And she, like, explained the whole process of, like, how she tried to get all she tried to take the necessary precautions because she worked with old people and they were like we don't have the test we don't know where you can get a test done the doctors were like well if you haven't if you haven't interacted with someone who's traveled internationally in the past like 15 days then you're fine but it's like she might not be like her boyfriend might not be the right. guy who's traveled recently but her boyfriend might have been in an elevator with someone who did you know what i'm saying it's yeah like, people don't realize that things spread really fast and like Things kill people. Like, 30 to 60% of Europe's population died during the bubonic plague because, like, wiped out the pop. 30 to 60% of the fucking population. Do you know how many people that is? Yeah, a like, lot of people. <laughs> and, like, that's crazy. So, I don't know. Just be safe out there. I did read this one thing, though. Um, it was, like, the only thing that wasn't, like, duh. Like, obviously, you should be washing your hands or whatever. And for me, I've been keeping gloves in my car. For when I'm at the gas station, I've been wiping down the shopping cart at the grocery store, like really trying to, and I've been, do, I ordered like two giant things of hand sanitizer like mid-January and people were like, dude, you're crazy. And now look at how fucking expensive yeah. this shit is. Like be on top of your game. But, um, Mike just texted me, Mike's girlfriend is from Italy and her mom is over there and Ida's mom just sent videos and said the shit is fucking crazy over there. And Mike, who never, by the way, is worried about anything ever, literally too chill, it gets on my nerves sometimes, just texted me and said, we need to hit the store immediately and grab hella shit. This shit is spreading fast. Now I'm fucking, okay. You know what you need to get, Marissa? What? You need to get a, a water filter. Okay. So that you don't have to just drink bottled water. Okay. Like, get a filter for your sink tap or get one of those Brita filters so you fill that up and then you fill up a cup or a water bottle because you only drink bottled water in this house. So, yeah. And, like, you're not going to be Anymore. No, we're so not. Did you get a water filter? Um, but the one really interesting thing that I read was from this doctor who sent out an open letter in the middle of February being like, yo, doctors. He wrote it to all the doctors, like, in the country. And he was like, this coronavirus is a big deal. It's going to affect lots of people. These are the steps that I recommend, and these are the things that I want you to stock up on. So he wrote a whole list. One of the things that I found really interesting and wasn't, like, the super obvious shit. Keep going. I'm just dying over here was to have zinc lozenges. That felt kind of a dry cough. What if I have coronavirus? You've literally been coughing all over me, Marissa. I'm like, have been so nonchalant with how you've been coughing. Should we open the, the window? No, just stop coughing on me. I didn't cough. I literally turned, put my back to yeah, you. but it three feet. What would I you like me to do? I covered my, my, would you like me to suffocate? Like, I don't know what to do. I covered my mouth. Anyway, I turned away. I recommend that everybody get zinc lozenges because it apparently helps stop the virus from multiplying in your throat. And, like, this guy wrote about it. And so go get some zinc cough drops. I know some other things that can multiply in my throat. <laughs> get some zinc cough drops, Okay, Joyce didn't like that joke. Um, I should. I have – I just took this. This is um, cold calm. And you put it under your tongue. It does absolutely nothing. Yeah, zinc lozenges. <laughs> okay. Help stop the virus from multiplying in your throat. Okay. Um, anyways, what else is new? Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're going to talk about something. What? We have a lot of things to talk about. What do you mean? Did you want to say something else regarding coronavirus? No, not really. I don't want people to think that I'm crazy. 
you are, but not regarding coronavirus, though. I don't oh, think you this are. Is true. This is true. Um, we can talk about the latest on Megan the Stallion's deal. We could talk about the Breakfast Club, or we can talk about my new white man crush. You pick. Let's start about the white crush. Okay. His name is Blake Anderson, and he is my soulmate. He doesn't know it yet. Okay, he's hot. But not really. He's, like, sleeper hot. Marissa also thinks that Vince Vaughn is hot. Okay, well, you know what? Your mother. So, there. Okay? I'm going to wait for you to look him up, and then we'll go further from there. Please type faster. Go. And He is so ugly! Perfect. I'm so glad you think so. Oh, my God. If she thinks he's ugly, then he's hot. They all know who he is. They all know who he is. You're the only one who doesn't know who he is. So, anyway... Oh, wait, he's friends with that guy. He's friends with Guap Dad and Pilo and I Am Sue and Oops All Berries and everyone that I know. And if no one hooks me up with him, I'm literally divorcing all of their friendships. So here we go. So I was on Hulu the other day and I saw an ad, or not an ad, but you know, like the suggested or whatever. And it just looked like a funny, um, what do you call that? Like the little, the little picture. The preview. Yeah, but it's not a preview. It's a Pop picture. Up. The, the. Thumbnail. The thumbnail. So the thumbnail looked amusing, and I was like, this looks like my kind of humor. It was like three assholes in an office, like, looking stupid, and I'm like, I think this will be right up my alley. And I clicked it. It is the funniest show ever. It's called Workaholics. Have you ever seen it or heard of it? It was on Comedy Central for seven seasons. I can't believe I've never even saw anyone talk about it. So then in the debut episode, season one, episode one, because I started from the beginning, obviously, started from the bottom, now we're here. Shout out to my zombie. Um... The meme that everyone uses, including myself, with the guy in a bear outfit, and he turns around like, for sure, that is from that show. And I was, like, delighted to see a meme come to life on television. And so this guy, Blake, yeah, like Joy said, he has long curly hair. And my first crushes of men were always white boys with long hair. No, mine were white boys that have red hair. Like I have That's a, him. I have a fondness for gingers. Yuck, they're pretty gross to me. It's very strange. It makes me think of Ron Weasley from uh, Harry Potter. You ever, like, think about how, like, one person, like, kind of influences, like, your type? Or, Absolutely. Like, kind of, but is that real, though? About, like, one person influencing your type? Yeah, like, do you have one specifically you could pinpoint to who became your benchmark for people? No, but there's, like, certain things that I have found attractive about one person, and then I'll find it in someone else, and, like, not, like, for example, beards. Like, I didn't like beards before, but then, like, I dated someone with a beard, and now, because I like him, and I found him to be attractive, now I find, like, other people with beards to be attractive. I love that, because that happened to me with dreads. I, I always thought dreads were gross, and then in 12th grade, I started dating a dude, like, that was the first guy that I ever, like, had sleepovers with and all that type of shit. And he had dreads, and then after that, as we can see, the rest was clearly fucking history. Or, like, and then I also, like, <coughs> I dated one guy that was, like, super buff, like, Blech. so ripped, and, like, Blech. had, like, the best body, and I used to be, like, I would never date a guy that doesn't have a six-pack, and then I dated a guy that doesn't have a six-pack, and, like, now I like his body type, and I'm, like, it's sexy, like, that's, like, a real man body. You know what I don't know? It's, yeah. Like, little things that... Honestly, though, I guess I could say that, like, having my first crush on like guys with long hair even though they were white boys it kind of like transferred over I've always had a thing for men since then with long hair like any guy I date typically give or take a couple have had either dreads or braids or some type of situation going on I think it involves like what you're yeah like your taste like that's the cool part is that like it changes but And, and so I was watching this show, and so not only is he an actor on the show, a star of it, but he's also a writer on it, so mm-hmm. already I was intrigued because... He's funny and he's yeah, and, and Exactly, and te- well, not even about wanting to act, but just knowing that he has that humor, his pen game is like he's that, like, fantastic. yeah, and he's funny, you know what I mean? Because anybody could be funny on camera, but maybe if you didn't write it, then it's not your own humor. And um, so many, he makes so many word puns, and like, you know, like, I love corny shit like that. And just everything, too, like, on the show, he'd make a reference to, like, 90s shows that, like, no one else makes references to that, like, really resonate with me. Like, they're they're just really relevant to my interests, like, directly relevant. And I was like, wow, we could just be, like, this funny, great couple. But the thing that really drove it home that I was like, it's safe to have a crush on this white guy because he's damn near too white. Like, it's like, it's like like a frat house kind of show. You know what I mean? Like, I could never, but... He, then I recalled, I actually, when I went to a party with Pilo out here in 2017, I remember seeing him in the club and, like, knowing he's an actor but not really giving a shit, and he came to support Pilo, 
And I remembered that. So I, I like Googled the guy and it said he's from the fucking Bay. Uh, and then I found his socials and he's up, like, he calls he's Sue. He posted up with all of the He calls movies. I Am Sue a legend. He calls Guap Dad a legend. So like, oh, not shit. only is he a fan, but he, his favorite rapper is E-40. And like, oh, you know. So he's like in the, in the shit. favorite rapper isn't like Post Malone. No. <laughs> and like, he's like, he like, you know, like chops it up with everybody. Like, he's like a regular dude that like got successful, but he's still like super cool. That's cool. And he was married from 2012 to 2017 which shows he has commitment, like, yeah. he does that, and I looked her up, and I, I was, like, kind of wondering what I was going to see, white girl, which I kind of figured, but I, you know, there's the possibility of, like, she could have been the LA white bitch with the big-ass lips and the stupid shit, she's like, you know, she reminds me of Steph from, um, the THC stuff, the, uh, oh, the week, yeah, like just, like, you know, I really just, like Steph. yeah, Steph is hella cool, and so, like, I say that you guys have no reference point there, but she's just like a chill looking white she's girl. A really cute, stylish. Like just stylish, but like not over the top. Like not anything that would make me feel like, oh, that's his type. I would have no chance type of thing. Like, and not, that's cool. She's not corny. Yeah, no, she's cool as fuck. And that's what makes it more fire. Like, oh, oh you you like bitches with flavor type of thing. That's kind of yeah. how I looked at it or whatever. And she helped him design his clothing line called Teenager, which is inspired by a lot of the shit that he wore on the show. So it's kind of like a lot of tie dye, like, you know frat boy shit essentially um so they still work on that together and they have a child together too oh, but so cool. they co-parent successfully so Marissa's really Bitch, like I was, has developed a real I guy. am ready I am like this is amazing his humor is just on point um I hit up so I, I reviewed our mutual friends list, right? We have like six solid mutuals. Like he only follows 69 people on Twitter and, and our, our solid mutuals are both there and on Instagram. Like it's solid mutuals. So I hit, first I hit one of the, of the six and I was like, I have a crush on Blake Anderson. Can you hook me up with him? His response was, when are you going to have a crush on me? I'm like, all right, well, this one's out. <laughs> Moving on to number two. <laughs> of the number <laughs> So the next one was Oops, and Oops is so fucking cool. I don't know if you've ever, have I ever talked about Oops? So Oops is from the Bay, obviously, as oh, well. Oh, he's the one that showed you around one time? Mm-hmm, he's a big, he's bigger, he wears tie-dye, he's just a cool-ass fucking hippie, like, fire as fuck. So that's Oops. So I'm like, Oops, oh, he loves everybody, his thing is Oops All Berries, it's so fucking cute. And he has, like, a whole weed show now, he does Load It Up, it's really fire. Like, he's really making a way for himself as an influencer like off of like just being himself it's really cool the way he's doing it too it's like not cheesy and i love it um and he promotes like nothing but positivity that's his whole brand it's beautiful so i'm like oops is the perfect guy for this so i hit up oops and i was like oops can you put in a word for me with blake anderson he's like you already know that's nothing you guys would be great i'm like great so i don't know the status of it because then i kind of didn't want to know and hit him up and be like what did blake say and i don't also, want like what is it like what do you want him to do? i don't know do i didn't it? i didn't i didn't give him any direction and so i didn't even give him a timeline i didn't ask for one because i kind of was like so here's my other issue too i feel like i'm too intense a lot and i feel like whenever i like something whether it be a idea or a show or a person I like literally go balls deep immediately once I turn the switch on and I've done I've exemplified that with like tie dollar sign and everything like I just I'm like obsessed I'm borderline obsessive with everything so by the time I already told oops I'd already slid into his dm like with a very hilarious quirky nice message like no we don't send nudes to potential husband material um uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait you agreeing with me or not I don't know what you just oh okay you had like a weird accent going on there um so then I did that so then I sent it to oops and I'm like I just don't want to like be too intense and this guy be like all right this bitch is like hitting up mad people dming me like I just didn't want to do all that so then just like as a follow-up so then I went on twitter yesterday and he hadn't tweeted in a couple days but then I, t I clicked the replies tab to see if he had actually just not tweeted publicly and there was another mutual who he just randomly responded to his tweet one of my friends ricky in cleveland and i was like oh i don't even know how you guys know each other but wow you're so you're on twitter you're active and so i tweeted him that night and i was like um nice number of people you're following lol and because he's following 69 people and so then I woke up yesterday morning and he had not responded. I'm like, okay, I'm deleting this tweet because now it's like too much between oops and the DM or whatever. And so then last night I was watching more Workaholics. I'm like, no, I think I'm like in love with this man. I need, I need him. I feel like you're my soulmate. So then, um, oh, she's already getting intense, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, well so then, oh, but like, so I had gotten a reading yesterday. This actually ties in. Oh, nice. And, um, 
I don't want to go too in depth with it. It was very private stuff for me, and I um, it was a really really beautiful experience, and um, I was able to find out that Parker is actually one of my guides and my angels, and he's actually like my main one, like really like helping me out and stuff, and um, it really made me happy. And there was just some really cool things that that I learned. But one thing I do want to share from there was at one point while she's talking to me, she was like, "Spirit, you're." Spirit says, like, be extra. Stop stifling yourself because I'm thinking you're... She's like, I'm, I'm feeling like you're, like, holding back before you're posting, before you're doing things, before you're saying things. Like, you got where you are because of your mouth. Like, keep being you. Keep being extra. So I was telling my girlfriends that last night, and I was telling them the same dilemma. I'm like, I already, you know, tweeted him once and deleted it, and I DM'd them or whatever. I'm like, I kind of want to try again on Twitter and see. And my homegirl was like... You ever said be extra, bitch? Do the work. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be fucking extra. So then last night before I tweeted, I searched his name to see, like, what his replies are looking like. Like, how much, like, and he only has, like, three because he hadn't tweeted in, like, weeks. So no one's just randomly tweeting about Blake Anderson. So I'm like, not only am I going to be super in there because no one's there, tumbleweeds, but also because I'm a verified badge and he's a he's verified badge and it'll go right into his... go to the verified little yeah. section in case you don't know there's like a verified... Uh, yeah, you get a third tab. So instead of just reply, all all and specific replies, we get a third tab and it's for verified people only. Uh, uh, I don't have a verified page, so I don't know. Oh, actually, no, because I asked Mike and he said no. Um, they don't have anything different. So, um, so I tweeted him last night and I was like, can we just get married... No, no, no. Something like your fit, something stupid, like not directly that, but like silly or whatever. So I really fully expected to wake up this morning and hopefully definitely have a tweet back. Woke up to absolutely nothing. Deleted that tweet again. And then, um, so then I had like last night just in my thirst too, I was like, I don't want to follow up with Oops and I really don't know the timeline. I don't even know if he's done anything yet. And Guap was like actively tweeting and doing things. And Guap was actually going to be my first person I texted. But then I'm like, Guap always makes fun of me of like how I'm single and shit like that. So I don't want Guap being the person involved in this affair. <laughs> but then last night I was like, you know what? I just don't care. I'm just going to keep going. So I had texted Guap too. And I was like, hook me up with Blake Anderson. He never fucking responded. So then this morning, after, you know, deleting my tweet and seeing all the stuff, whatever, um, Power 106 tweeted a video of Jack Harlow freestyling with the leakers. Mm -hmm. So I retweeted the Jack Harlow video. And I did this all, per like, I had it in my mind how it was going to go. And it played out exactly how I needed it to go. Still didn't work for me anyway. But this was not what I wanted. So I retweeted the video. And I said, this lovely lad is going on tour with at Guapdad 4000. Crazy. What? That they, I didn't like, okay, so I like named Jack Harlow. Like, I've been seeing pop up for like months and months and months, and he has that song, What's Poppin'? That's, Don't know like, it. Really big, and everyone's like, What's Poppin'? Brand new, what just popped in. Don't know it. Crazy that he knows Guap and that they're going on tour together. Great. No, okay. Connections. He's also on tour with Thundercat right now, and Brad Pitt went to the LA show, so shout out to them. Um, so I retweeted, and I said, This lovely lad is going out on tour with Guapdad 4000 at the end of the month. Cop your tickets. And in parentheses, I put, even though Guap ignored my text about my new crush or whatever, or about hooking me up with my new crush. And it was a tweet from DJ Booth. So, like, DJ Booth replied with their verified, verified badge and wrote, like, Marissa, haha. And Guap retweeted it and whatever. But, you know, obviously it didn't come into play yet because I didn't add him. And just like, like I needed, like clockwork, someone replied to the tweet and was like, is your crush Jack Harlow? I can hook you up with him. And I was like, you gave me the window I was looking for. And so I replied and I was like, no, it's at Uncle Blazer. Um, but, you know, I'll just keep shamelessly shooting my shot on the internet or whatever. And I was hoping like, and the reason why I was so excited the way that played out was like, okay, he can now see I know guap and yeah. that like, I'm a, like, I'm safe. I'm a good, I'm a good medium. No, I didn't. I left it there. But then I saw he went on Twitter like an hour later and just tweeted his own separate tweet. And I was like, yeah, so all of those are fails. I'm going to stop with the online and there's nothing more I can do now. I've, I've reached my max at this yeah. point. I can't DM again. I'm not doing anything else. So now I have to rely on one of the six mutuals putting something together or having something. So what do you honestly expect? Do you want to, like, like okay, how wait. would you like the first hang to go down? If if he were to hit you up, what would you like to see come out of this? Do you want to, like... Hold on, wait. Then there's a further thing I do have to say that I did examine further about, like, relationship status. Because I'm doing all this. Who's to say he would even find me attractive, right? But who knows? Whatever. So... 
or if he's taken or whatever, but I saw on Valentine's Day he tweeted, can't wait to kiss tonight, and one of his actual friends responded and said, who? And he responded with, like, shush emojis. So I feel like that means whoever this is is obviously very new, if even your friend was like, who? And so there's potential that it didn't pan out to be anything, so that's my hope there. So now to answer your question, what do I expect from this? So to back it up, if before we even get to the date section of it, in my mind, we're just going to, like, bond over, like, funny humor stuff when we're in a public, like, in a group setting with people. And we're going to bond so much. He's going to be like, let's hang. But I don't have, I don't have expect. I could do, he seems like such a ball to be around. I'd be happy with, like, let's just go fucking walk on Venice Beach and tell jokes and, I don't know, oh, okay. smoke or something. I'm, I'd be, like, super... I don't need anything extravagant. I'm just, just be excited to hang out with him. So Blake Anderson, if you're listening, um, I think we're soulmates. We're both like three years apart. He's three years or two years older than me. Oh, good. Yeah, we love, love the same music. He probably lives in Studio City. I guarantee he lives nearby. And I saw him. Oh, no, because that, that was the club. I was going to say I saw him at Pilo's house, but that would have been a lie. And Pilo lives by our old crib. So that's still in the area. Oh, really? Yeah, he lives literally down the street from our old crib. Like oh I could have, I could have walked to his house. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. Like um, when you came off the one hundred and one to our old building, and you would go left, if you would just go right, he was right there. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but Blake Anderson, um, I love you for three days now. So I'm pretty much maxing out on my crush limit. Um, give me a call. I think we'll be great together. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to hear this and be like, I am terrified of this bitch. I am never hanging out with her in my life. Um, also, I, like, have a cool apartment that's, like, cool to smoke weed in. And so, like, we can, like, smoke weed in it, you know? I feel like this is a cool environment for someone that makes funny shows. Right? Sure. <laughs> and so that concludes <coughs> my crush on Blake Anderson. Sorry, Joyce. Um, and now we can talk. Oh, yeah, so. I want you to further explain this Megan thing. Because I saw that you tweeted some, some game on it. Um, so that there, there was a further update on the contract. Honestly, though, I kind of don't really remember the whole situation. But I'm much more on Megan's side now. It does seem like it's essentially like a dick swinging contest between the guy Carl that is still at 1501 and the guy T Ferris who brought her into 1501 and who now and he de- brought in all the artists yeah and he departed with Megan to Rock Nation so now he's Megan's he's no longer 1501 oh shit yeah okay. so I think this is more so between the two men and than anything what it else seems, that guy is like heavy A and R like really like T Ferris yeah. yeah absolutely he because he, up the label brought in he brought in their, every talent every single artist because complex interviewed a bunch of other artists that were also previously signed to 1501 or are currently signed to 1501 and all of them had echoed the same like sentiments that Megan had Um, although there were kind of different scenarios like one artist got locked up shortly after signing and then he said they left him for dead but in 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 the label's defense like no one told your stupid ass to get a deal and then go to jail so why would they have they don't need to support you through that but he said afterwards it was still a shit show Um, and so I was kind of wondering, you know, despite all of that, if Carl did find her, not find her because she was kind of already doing her thing, but if he did like pump a lot of anything into her time effort, because Megan herself has confirmed, as have other people, that he did do work in like, you know, moving her around radio and all the promotions and things like that. Like he was physically doing stuff. So then the question becomes, what is he owed? Is should, Does he deserve a percentage for X amount of years? If he already recouped weeks, to, like, you know, I saw people saying, like, well, if he recouped his money, tell him to get the fuck on. Like, no, he didn't He didn't do anything to break even. He yeah, did no, something to make a profit. Want a stake in the game. Exactly. You know, so yeah, exactly. at what, so where is the line drawn? And so he was trying to insinuate that they're trying to cut him out of the contract completely. But she's just trying to renegotiate. Megan was trying to say, no, I, I just peeped that this shit was stupid and we're trying to protect me and set it up properly. So at first it seemed like Carl was really telling the truth. But then the more that I read into it, it's like basically it's seeming like 1501 really, they're, they're off the hook from a, a lot of the shit. They're like, you know, we get a cut of your merch, but we don't have to make your merch. We get a cut of your album sales, but we don't have to promote it. We get a cut of 
your shows. So like you're all take, but you're not gonna see yeah. them like do shit for me. And anymore. so that's like, not to say that that's not to say that they didn't do that because I think that I believe they were doing that. But because the way the contract is set up, now they can sit back and say, well, no, I'm not doing it anymore, but you still got to pay me. And so that, I believe, is what she's trying to um, restructure. And then my girlfriend, um, Stephanie, on Twitter, who's from Texas as well, made an amazing point. She was like, I hope Megan addresses what happened with Fever, which was the EP that she put out in the summertime that featured Hot Girl Summer, because she was like... Megan shot an entire video to cash shit with Hype Williams directing it. They, she called it a movie, and I saw other people calling it a movie too. So I believe she did like a short film to that song. Never came out. It. Never came out. And so like that was probably label shit. And so like, and then one of the guys that they interviewed for the complex article that was previously on fifteen oh one said it's crazy because it's such a boutique small label that if you have a personal issue with the label head, he's business t- taking it out on you in business and not opening up your budget and not approving things just, just to fucking do it or whatever. So um, I believe that is the root of the problem and he just probably blocked because it kind of all goes with the timeline of when she signed to Rock Nation over the summer and that EP came out in August and then suddenly we're not getting not things. Getting yeah, things. he probably blocked all the shit. And you can't, I think we talked about this last week, you can't just go and say, fuck this, I'm Megan The Stallion, I'm going to put it up on my YouTube page. They have the power to get it taken down and keep it down. So it does. you could fight the system all you want, It's you're not going to win. So um, I do believe, now I, I am, I stand with Megan now, I guess, in the end of that. And all she was trying to do was get a hand out of the pot because now at this point it's three hands in the pot but rock nation is just management so technically it's really two hands in the pot 1501 and 300 entertainment but rock nation it seems like she may want to go there as the label as well so that would be ridiculous to have three people getting cuts of your shit so um yeah and they broke down the contract they said it seems standard for like the actual numbers, although some things are a little bit higher than others, but because of certain stipulations, like she got a cut of the masters and things like that, which a lot of first deals, development deals don't typically come with, they said like it kind of makes up for why some things are higher in other places. But I think what, what really is the fucked up part is the language around what they do and don't have to do to help her. Because all of that is fine if you're putting in the work to get me doing these things. If you're not doing shit, sitting back, letting 300 do most of it, and even them, like, you know, they're not maybe not equipped to do much either because we didn't, I mean, we see her do interviews, but we didn't see, like, any crazy promotion for any of the stuff. And if they're not getting videos or anything like that. I feel like most of her promotions herself is herself literally because she's that's what like honestly though like that's the cool part about her is that she has like a personality that yeah. can like really carry through yeah that's yeah. what that's what's keeping her yeah. afloat right now yeah. and then I, I saw a lot of people are trying to t- make fun of her because you know in the midst of all the drama last week she went and dropped her EP Sugar like with three days notice perhaps and it sort of sold thirty five thousand the first week and people are trying to clown that and say oh it's making this First of all, that's about average for a majority of these artists for projects lately, except for like the, you know, the big, big artists, the little babies and the this and that. And then you could potentially say, you know, Megan is up there, but I would say I would, I would venture to say that she's not necessarily up there all because of her music. A big part of it is her personality too. And I mean, obviously her music is getting her success, but, um, I don't think that's a, a crazy bad number for a first newer artist. You know what I mean? I think that's actually pretty decent. And for three days notice for something that there was no single out whatsoever. I think that's a great number for her. And I think people are really fucking delusional and they're looking for a reason to downplay her. And I don't appreciate it. And the same for Doja Cat, for example, not like, it's just funny how they already try to like make these narratives to tear people down because just yesterday now, you know that, so that was Megan with his sales numbers now Excuse you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Marcus Cat's a fool. She's a bitch. Anyway, um, so then yesterday, Dolja Cat YouTube had posted a picture of her where she looked exceptionally light, and uh, all there was things of all these people accusing her of bleaching her skin, and she's like, "Hello, you fucking idiots! I'm, I'm half, half white, white. and if I don't go out in the sun, I get really fucking pale." That is the solution to the entire story, like. 
I don't know why, but you know, you don't see these fucking articles about little baby doing shit. You know what I mean? Like why they're always fucking picking on the girls and it's so fucking frustrating. Um, back to like bad label deals though. And like people signing bad contracts and shit. I am, I think it's like the coolest thing ever. I feel like Jojo's having her moment right now. Oh yes. Good and for I her. love to see it. Like she had all the really fucked up shit that she went through and she's like been talking about it like pretty openly. And like now she fucking won a Grammy last year. Like that's so She dope. was with, um, was she with Dr. Luke? Who did she get wrapped up? Oh, no, 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 no. Aaliyah's uncle. Yes. Aaliyah's fucking uncle. Yes. That's who locked her up in her shit. And I read about him recently. Barry Hankerson or Henderson? Hankerson. Um, he basically fell off the grid shortly after Aaliyah passed. And no one could get in contact with him to get clearance on anything, basically. And that's kind of the hell that JoJo got caught up in. And I, obviously, it's deeper than that. Um, but yeah, were you, you met her that night too? Yeah, she's... I've met her a couple times, like, in the past too. She's fucking, like, she's sweet down, as pie. She is the nicest fucking person, and she's just, like, the coolest person. I've been watching, like, hella interviews that she's been doing, and, like, she said, like, I was never a pop singer. She's like, I'm a soul singer. Like, I sing from my soul. And she fucking embodied this, like, Aretha thing that I saw her sing, and she was like, it was so hard for me to, like, fit this, like, little mold. And she was, like, I start, I tried starving myself and I'm doing all these things to, like, fit this, like, little bubble that they wanted to make me, like, turn into some sort of pop star. She's, like, I can't do it. Like, that's not me. Damn. And she's, like, I, like, I prefer, like, to sing, like, from my heart and, like, you know, write my own things and stuff like that and not. Well, shout out to JoJo. Yeah. She's fucking dope, dude. She's, she's nice like, a true artist. Too. Yeah. Damn, she, um, that's funny, kind of full circle with my, the Nets game that I went to in 12th grade where I met Jay-Z at the first time. There's nothing really full circle about this, I guess, except for the fact that I met JoJo as an adult also. But she performed at that game. That's when her single was out, like, the get out right now. That shit, she performed that shit at halftime at the Nets game that I went to in 2004. So shout out to JoJo for When I was in high school, my boyfriend, he was a singer. Well, he is a singer-songwriter, and he, like, put out this song, and it was really good, and it got, like, a lot of traction on SoundCloud, and she, they randomly bumped into each other in the studio, and she just hopped on it, and she was like, let me sing for this. She's like, mm-hmm. I love this song, like, can I, like, sing vocals on it? And he was like, yeah, sure, and, like, it was, like, a project, and they put it out together, and it was really Dope as fuck, dude. That's yeah. fucking lit. And she didn't ask for anything from it. She was just like, let me sing That's a it. real fucking artist. That's what yeah. the fuck that is. And, um... A real fucking artist. I have a real... Oh, I have two things. We were talking about dope music videos. It was, uh-huh. like, Megan's music video. Have you seen the music video for The Box? The Box by Roddy Rich? Yes. No. It is insane. And it was directed by him. And it's, Fire. like, this crazy, like, it's... You have to watch it. It's, like, actually cool. I realize how much I love music videos, and I find them all to be, like, the really creative ones to be so cool, but I haven't seen, like, any. Doja Cat. Watch Say all so. her videos, all of them. They're okay. all fucking sick. Okay. Every one of them. You can tell she pumps her creative direction. You into gotta all watch of it. the box one. There's so many levels to it. There, it's like it's like a whole like fantasy like storyland that you're like, whoa. Oh, that I'm into. That sounds like a vibe. Um, and then shout out Janae. She put out her album, and I love it. Obviously, there's so many like breakup songs on it. There's like a whole like saying vibe. It's like one of those things that you like sing along to in the car. But I read this review on it that was so ass. What did it say? It was just saying, like, the album's cool and all, but it falls flat. And it's kind of, like, whatever. But I think it's cool because, one, she, like, I think it's so sweet. Like, her dad rides for her so hard. Where? Like, on social? Yeah. Like, and in general. And, like, she, like, the font that she uses for, like, the album is, like, his handwriting and, like, the whole family, like, has, it's, like, been a whole family project and you can tell that was very therapeutic for her. It's, like, the ups and downs of her relationship and, I don't know, it's one of those pieces that you're, like, this is really a reflection of what you've been going through and now. And it reminds me of her very first album. I'm not gonna listen, but thank you for that review. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, I hope our listeners listen. I'm not a fan of that r&b music but i do like janae. that r&b music i do like janae as a person and i like the topics that she writes about so shout out to janae um and i guess on one last note i wanted to ask you all your thoughts that hurts chi chi that's not nice you're not supposed to bite people thank you um angelie and charlemagne interviewed the 
cast of State of the Culture, the uh, last week, Joe Budden, Remy Ma, Ebony Williams, and Brandon Jinks, Jenkins, I want to say is his last name. And they were talking about contract negotiations. And so oh, shit. good old interviewer Joe flipped the interview back on them and asked if they'd been re- Ma'am, that does not feel good. Not nice. Um, look at these bite marks. I know, little this bitch. I'm scared of your cat. Um, she's not... She- it doesn't hurt though. She's just you just said ow that hurt. Yeah, but like not ow. Look at my hand. Okay, okay. Look at all those Let's bite focus. Marks. Let's focus. Um, so he asked them whether they were rego- negotiating their contract, and both Charlemagne and Angela Yee said something to the effects of essentially no. And um, you know, in any negotiations they are doing, they're doing for a very very short term. Essentially, like they're trying to keep their options completely open. And DJ Envy said, well, I have five kids. I'm in it for the long haul. Okay. I do so, have thoughts on that. Give me all your thoughts. One, I don't think that Envy can hold it down on his own. He and reminds me of a rock. As the same as The Breakfast Club is. Charlemagne and um, Angela make that show. I think Charlemagne makes the show. I don't think that Angela does at all. I think that, honestly, she's trash on the show, but she's great, like, on her own and all the other projects that she does. So it'll be cool That speaks for her. to them because they don't let her fucking talk. That's true, but I also feel like she's like her show that she does is really mm-hmm. good, like um, yeah, lip, lip service. service. And I feel like it would be cool to for her to be like put on a platform where she's actually supported, right? So and like she'll really take off, like if you know she kind of keeps to her own. Charlemagne set, he's a great personality. I used to hate him, but like over the past like year and a half, I've really been like, oh, I like respect this man's hustle. I think that he's actually very, very smart. Super smart, and I and love that he's I pushing think, mental health. Yes, and I think that he really does make that Breakfast Club show, so if they're not giving him what he's asking for, then like he should make his own lane too and like, you know, start, like he, he's got it. And They're both bigger than the Breakfast Club at this point. Exactly. Um, like I said, I, I respect Envy as like an entrepreneur and like, you know, in the real estate game and like what he can do but I think that he's trash on the breakfast club and I don't know I mean I don't I feel like the whole show in general was just kind of like here are these three people they've been doing it for a long time we're just gonna keep on doing it because we've been doing it but I never really felt that they had great chemistry to begin with but for some reason they're a really big show well, I always, I mean, I, I can't say I've ever listened because, you know, 197 all day and that was our direct competition. Um, but I do know as of late, Angela and Charlamagne aren't even speaking to each other. So that can't make for much good chemistry at all whatsoever. And, but this led me to thinking like, how long do we expect these things to stay the same? You know, it's crazy because I, I, I genuinely was thinking about this the other day and not particularly related to them. I was actually more so thinking about Hot 97 and just like, how, like, you know, they've had that morning show running for, like, a bit. How long has it been running? Um, since 2014. So, honestly, not, like, crazy long. It's, like a decent, it's a decent run, you know? But it made me think, like, it's kind of scary and sad that I'm so accustomed, like, like, to me, that's long. Because I'm so accustomed in my industry to, like, no one stays at the same job for a few years. We always fucking, like, you know, I always see my, oh, he started MTV, but now he's a double XL. Now he's here, now he's there, whatever, whatever, like. I always see people bouncing around, which is great. That's bouncing growth for them. Bouncing around, bouncing around, yeah, bouncing. Like, I don't know that song. Is that a song? Yeah. Oh. Um, but so then it started making me think, like, you know, I do get, a, like, I, I would love to have something that I would just, like, stay in for many years. But do we want that? Do we want to hear the same morning show for, like, I, I think some people do. I think you do want to hear the same morning show for your commute for 20 years. I think like it depends. You know what? I think that you need, like, one person to, like, really hold it down. Uh-huh. And then, like, people, like, switching around that. Like, for example, like, I personally think it's really cool that I've been listening to Big Boy, like, my entire, my entire existence. Right, exactly. And, like, I love him. He's not, like, he doesn't get, you know, the accolades for being, like, a great interviewer. But, like, this man, like, really brightens my day. Like, if there's nothing, like, if I'm just passing, listening to morning radio and, like, I just hear his voice and, like, him cracking jokes and, like, the Luther Lupe shit, like, it's funny. Like, he's, he warms my life. But I do think that you need to mix it up. Um... For example, I used to listen to Ebro in the morning every single morning, and then it got to be way too much for me, and I was like, Ebro kind of says the same thing every day, and I can't oh, wow. listen to it anymore. Okay. Um, oh, did you used to hear me on it? Yeah, I did. Oh. I used to listen to it all every day. That's honestly, that's like how, and 
because I was listening to that, then I started listening to Laura's podcast, and from Laura's podcast, I found your podcast. That's kind of fucking cool, dude. Yeah, and I used to watch every single interview that, like, every single rapper put out. Like, my, like, 2014, 2013, 2014, 2015, I watched interviews for everybody, even if I never listened to the music, like, I thought it was just cool to know the story behind the artists and, like, why they do what they do. Especially the good interviews where they, like, show you a side to them that you're, like, Yes, the vulnerable side and, like, the intelligent, yeah. And it's not just, like, the flex. It's, like, where they come from, who really inspired them, who they turn to for advice. Like, it's interesting to hear. Or, Mm. like, randomly finding out that, like, certain people are vegan or, like, why they're vegan or, like, I don't know, stupid shit. Just, I like people and I like stories. Well, thank you, Joyce. I like your stories. I thought I saw a bug. All right. Um, I, oh, fuck me in the asshole. No. Okay. We're going to go. Um, I love you guys all very much. M-E-I-A podcast at gmail.com at Marissa Explains. Please wash your hands. Today I washed my hands to the tune of um, uh, my neck, my back. That's what I, I, I saw one of the memes that said if you sing it while you're washing your hands. Have you had any specific songs? Or? No, but I think it's really fucking whack that the LA Times has to put out an article on what songs you should be singing to wash your hands because you should be knowing how long to wash your I've hands. I've never washed my hands that long, I'm going to be honest with me, than you. But I now that. I wash it way longer because of Kaya's My Neck, My Back. So thank you all. I love you all. And good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Yay!